Did you know that to say a phrase, a hundred muscles in the body must all collaborate from your chest to your neck and jaw and mouth, a hundred muscles. Very interesting. <laughs> Ties well into the topic of today's episode, which is about the top 10 plus phrases that I think you need to start teaching your little one. Whether they are a toddler or an older child, your children need to know how to say these phrases because it comes down to helping them learn how to advocate for themselves, helping them learn the words that they need to tell people about their needs, about their body boundaries, about their preferences, about their wants, helps them communicate. And when children learn the words that they need to communicate, they feel empowered, they feel confident, and they're calmer, right? They're calmer because they feel like they are equipped with the tools necessary to advocate change in their environment, right? Which makes them feel powerful, makes us all feel powerful, right? When we feel like we are prepared. So. These are the phrases that you must start teaching your little one. Now, if you have a very, very small little one and they're not yet talking, that's okay. Uh, start to use these words for yourself. Start to model these words. Start to um, encourage them to use the words, even if they can't repeat you all the way. You can just start to encourage this language through your use uh, of these phrases, okay? And then as they get older, they're going to learn, oh yeah, okay, I've heard it so much, now I'm gonna start trying it out, now I'm gonna start using it, right? But we have to expose them to the phrases before they can pick them up. So, let's dive in, let's dive into the 10 plus phrases. Real quick, if you haven't noticed a couple things, I have a new setup, okay? New setup for the video podcast okay we now have a podcast show uh called the mom psychologist podcast show okay <laughs> so i realized that not everybody wants to be on youtube all the time and so i want to give more variety and so all of these episodes are gonna also be on my podcast show okay so check me out over there okay leave your girl rating it means the world to me to support this show. Um, I'll be coming out with weekly content sometimes a little bit more often. Woo! Okay, if I can get it together, coming out with more than um, that, but weekly content over on YouTube and podcast. So look out for me. Also, I just recently launched a free discipline workshop called How to Get Your Child to Listen to You Without yelling and doing all the other things that you hate like punishing and bribing and threatening um so check it out it's the mompsychologist.com forward slash workshop it is 60 minutes packed full of value no strings attached i walk you through my research-based formula uh, the formula that i have developed over my years of research as well as clinical experience with children and families all on the area of behavior, right? How do we help our child learn, you know, healthier uh, ways to get their needs met, right? How do we teach our children how to make healthier choices and actually want to cooperate with our directions? as well as how do we connect with our child in deeper ways. So the workshop goes through all of that, walks you through my formula, my method called CRG, 
and again it's just it's packed full of gems so be sure to check it out themompsychologist.com forward slash workshop to watch my free discipline workshop all right let's dive in to the episode without further ado here are the top 10 plus there's over 10 phrases that i want you to start teaching your child today the first one is space please okay space please i want your child to know how they can communicate to other people in a polite way that they need some space, okay? They need people to back up, all right? <laughs> I like to pair this teaching with them by also letting them know if people don't listen, right? Or if you just need to cut to the chase, then you have the power to move your body away, okay? So this is gonna prevent and cut back on the hitting, on the pushing, on the shoving, right? Because often, children do those things because they need space and they don't know how to say it right they don't know what they can say they don't probably feel like they can say it okay oftentimes it's also just impulsive right so teach them how to say space please if they are you know getting in a tussle getting in a little bit of an argument with their sibling or their peer or their cousin teach them hey I think I think you're trying to tell him that you need your space okay you can say space please okay two words powerful the second phrase i want you to start teaching your little ones is i'm tired i'm hungry i'm frustrated i'm happy starting to teach them how to uh, express how they feel or what they need right i am feeling hungry i am feeling tired i want to go lay down right i'm feeling frustrated i'm feeling happy again the biggest way to try to start to teach them how to use these feeling words is to use them yourself throughout the day to describe how you're feeling right oh i'm getting hungry right now i need a snack right or i'm feeling frustrated i need to take a deep breath we often take for granted, right? And we often think these things in our in our minds and we don't wanna necessarily express them or we just don't even think to express them. But we are teaching our child how to communicate these things to others, which is powerful. So start to teach them how they can communicate their, their feelings as well as what they need. The third phrase to start teaching your child today is that hurts my body that hurts my body right that hurts my body start teaching them how to comfortably tell people what the impact is what other people's impact of their choices are on them and their body right that hurts my body uh, along with that you can teach them to say i don't like that right i don't like that right and as their language develops, you can help coach them on exactly what they don't like and how to communicate that with the other person so that the other person knows exactly what they don't like so that they are less likely to do it again, right? Because often if we're too vague, then people are like, well, what don't you like, right? Um, so, but for the early talkers and the little ones, start to just teach them how to say, you know what, I don't like that, right? That hurts my body. The next phrase to teach your little one is, I'm not done playing with that. Ooh, this is a good one. I'm not done playing with that, okay? I'm not done playing with that. I do not believe in forced sharing. I believe in teaching children to take 
turns, right? To play with a toy for as long as they need and then to give it to the other child when they are done. Now, when we're talking about community equipment, like being on the playground, that's different, right? We all kind of need to work as a community and um, use the equipment and then give another person a turn. So I'm not, I'm not referring to instances when we're in public and there's a community um, element to it. I'm more speaking on a toy by toy basis, right? Now, if they bring a toy, to a community setting that gets very tricky and I don't really recommend that unless you want to practice a lot of turn taking which is a good skill to learn but anyways I digress I don't want to get <laughs> too off topic but I'm happy to do another episode on the topic of sharing and toy battles I already have a video on my YouTube channel about this but let me know if you want to if you want to learn more about this but teach your child to tell other children i am not done playing with this and um that what goes along with that is you know i'm not done playing with this and i'll let you know when i'm done right i'll let you know when i'm done i'll let you know when i'm done that's one of our favorite phrases that my girls use uh, back and forth with each other, right? I'll let you know when I'm done, right? Oh, can I have that toy? Can I play with that? I'll let you know when I'm done. I am not done playing with this, right? And this helps empower them again in these social situations to advocate for what they need in a very polite and clear way so that other children can help respect their boundaries. Okay, so I'm not done playing with this and I'll let you know when I'm done key phrases to start teaching your children how to say uh another one i already said i don't like that right that goes along with that that hurts my body but it could it could be related to anything that somebody's doing to them right i don't like that um uh related to how they're being treated but teach them and empower them to use those words right i don't like that right i don't like that another phrase is no thank you okay no thank you right little ones love to say no <laughs> they don't really they don't really need help saying that right they're learning that one they they they, they got that one down right no 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 very comfortable with that word and i you know i think they have a lot to teach us when it comes to boundaries right because they're just they're okay with just popping out that no word and i love that for them right i love that for us too um but just teaching them a polite way to turn people down no thank you you know instead of no you know no thank you no thank you <laughs> just a little subtle tweak uh, to help them with their manners and then the other one is can you help me please this is big okay this is gonna cut back on the whining this is gonna cut back on the acting out all of these phrases really will but when your child learns how to ask for help in a pro-social way, right? In a very clear, direct way, they're going to feel more empowered and they're going to cut back on the whining and the tantruming, right? Because they can very clearly let you know they are struggling and they need help. Otherwise, the way that they communicate that is they cry, right? They cry uh, because they're feeling frustrated. So teach them how to say, hey, can you help me, please? And then, you know, of course, when your child is using these these phrases, being really good at tuning into these phrases and at least acknowledging them. Oh, you need help. Thank you for letting me know what you need. I'll be right with you. I'm in the middle of, you know, doing these dishes. I'm in the middle of wrapping up something. I'll be right with you. Thank you so much for your patience and thank you so much for telling me what you need. Okay, so we also too want to acknowledge 
when they are, you know, using their words, which I hate, <laughs> hate to say, like, use your words, right? But we want to acknowledge when they are using their words in very calm and direct ways. And so that, you know, you guys are better able to communicate, right? We love that for us. So can you help me please is a very powerful word or powerful phrase to teach your little one. The next one is, can I have a turn with that when you're done? Can I have a turn with that when you're done? Or for the early talkers, turn please, right? Can I have a turn with that when you're done? So I'm imagining if there is a toy, there is something that somebody else is playing with and they are excited to play with that toy instead of snatching it, right? Instead of, you know, um, being impulsive and snatching it they now have the words to to say can i have a turn right and then that's going to help them again feel so empowered right and they're going to know oh okay i've already asked for it it's coming i just need to wait right oftentimes again kids get impulsive um and they do these behaviors that looks very quote unquote mean because they just don't have the words right and so they're trying to show people with their actions what they need but when we teach them the words, then they're so much better off. Okay, so can I have a turn with that when you're done? Can I play with you? This is another big one. Oftentimes, little ones will snatch toys. They will do little things to their siblings or their cousins or their peers and kind of just like what looks like annoy them, right? And pick on them and push them and doing all of these things. And you're like, what the heck? Really, oftentimes, they're just trying to initiate play, right? They're just trying to say, hey, look at me. Hey, I want some attention. Hey, I want to connect with you hey I want to engage with you oh what you're doing over there looks so fun I want to be in on the fun but I don't know how to say will you play with me I haven't learned it yet right it hasn't been modeled for me it hasn't been taught to me so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna show you with my body I'm gonna show you with my actions that look I'm over here look hello and it works right they get that person's attention often it's not positive attention but it works, it gets their attention, right? It helps them affect change in the environment, but it's off, it's not the good change, right? So we have to teach them, okay? Oh, I think what you're trying to do, and I did this so much with my girls, right? Especially when my oldest was a toddler and we had the baby, cause they're 15 months apart, right? And so there was a lot of like, you know, just, doing snatching her toy and grabbing and all of this and pushing and getting aggressive getting physical but really what she, she what she was trying to do was just play with her sister her sister was so young she was so young she didn't know how to do that right um and so she just kind of shooting in the dark right just feeling around in the dark so that's where we come in okay but we have to view these things in a in a helpful way, right? If we're viewing it as, oh my God, you're so mean. Oh my gosh, right? You're such a bad kid. Well, then what we're gonna do is just shut it down and then they're never gonna get their need met and they're never gonna learn how to get their needs met, okay? So teaching children, will you play with me is huge, okay? It's huge. Will you play with me? Oh, I think you're trying to get Sissy's attention. You can say, play please, right? Or will you play with me? okay um and just walk them through those interactions very very powerful the next one is 
can I give you a hug or a kiss or a high five or whatever kind of body contact, right? This is huge, right? You want to teach your kids to ask for permission before they get into somebody's space, before they touch somebody's body, right? You want to give them the words to, to ask somebody's permission, right? Can I give you a hug? Can I give you a high five? Can I give you a kiss on the cheek? Oftentimes, you know, and within families, if it's, you know, if that's your family culture, that's totally fine. That makes sense. I'm talking about more when we go start talking about extended family and out into the public, right? You really want to teach your child how to respect other people's boundaries. So teach them can I give you a hug first, right? And you can start modeling that with them. It might feel a little silly. You can also do this during play, right? With two action figures, right? You got one, they got another, you got another, and you're like, hey, I'd like a hug. Can I give you a hug? Okay, and there you go. You've taught them. You started planting those seeds of asking for, for, for permission first, right? This also teaches them, oops, this also teaches them that, other people need to ask their permission as well, right? So it goes both ways, which again is powerful for learning about body boundaries. The next one is I'll give you a high five instead if they're not ready for close contact. This is a, a really, really powerful one, right? Teaching them and, and letting them know they have power over their body and they get to tell other people what they are comfortable with, right? It's not other people coming on to them and, and um, forcing themselves, right? That they, if they don't feel comfortable with a certain kind of contact, like I'm thinking you meet, you're meeting or uh, you're hanging out with your extended family uh, and these are family members that they don't see very regularly or even if they do, uh, your, and your child is just more of the one that needs more space space and time to open up and warm up to people they're not ready for a hug right off the gate right they're not ready for all this close contact you can empower them to give other family members a high five instead or a, you know a kick <laughs> or um a thumbs up whatever it is right you can teach them what and help them explore what they do feel more comfortable with so that they're still greeting other other people right in a respectful and polite way but they're doing it in a way that doesn't compromise their comfort level okay major key okay so i'll give you a high five instead or whatever it is i'll give you a thumbs up right or i'll give you a hug when i'm ready <laughs> okay there you go Okay, hello. <laughs> I'll blow you some kisses. There we go. Okay. Uh, next one is I need more time. I need more time. Start teaching your little one to say I I need more time, right? Or um, I need more dessert or <laughs> not dessert. <laughs> they know how to say that, right? I need more snacks. I'm still hungry. Again. I need more time with this toy. I'm not done playing, right? Because what often happens is in our adult brain, we're like, all right, let's go, let's go, let's get out the house or whatever. We're trying to shuffle them to the next thing. We don't real, not even realizing that they're in the middle of something, right? Think of their play as their form of work and their deep, in their deep work, right? They're in the middle of something and often we don't realize it. And so then we go to move them along and they start tantruming, right? We go to move them along and they then they cop an attitude, right? 
we go to move them along and they freak out, right? Or they start to listen and then they're like just dysregulated, right? Why often? Because they have not um, had enough time and preparation to transition. And so it's on us to, to work and be aware of this, to prepare them for transitions, to connect with them uh, prior and during transitions, right? Because transitions are stressful. But it's also what we can what we can also do is empower them to speak up for themselves, right? I need some more time. And then, of course, we have to be willing to listen to that. But that can be a powerful um, phrase for them to learn is I need more time. And the last phrase that you can teach them is I need a break. Okay, this one is major key. Okay, especially when you go out in public, especially when you're going out to the um, the playground or you're going to uh, a place that's over could, could potentially be overstimulating. There's a lot of commotion. There's a lot of people. There's a lot of lights. There's a lot of sounds. Uh, or going to a restaurant, whatever it is, right? Or even just at home, right? I need a break, right? I need a break. Teach them to say that, right? Again model for that oh i think you need a break oh there's a lot going on i'm getting a little overwhelmed let's go take a break together right and you can tell mommy hey i need a break right um this is such a powerful phrase and an, a, a powerful concept to teach your child right that they can always step away from a situation when they're getting overwhelmed this is a powerful coping skill really right and we can use it ourselves too, right? When we start to get overwhelmed, we start getting anxious, we start getting frustrated, right? Ooh, I need to go, I need to take a break, right? I'm imagining they're sitting at the table and they're working on a puzzle, they're working on something and it's getting them frustrated. You can teach them to take a break, right? And teach them that phrase, right? I need a break, I need a break, <laughs> okay? Because it all happens, right, throughout the day where we need those breaks. And our little ones, again, they just don't know. They don't have the words. They don't have that permission slip, if you will, that overt, very direct permission slip to do these things. Whether it is asking for space, giving a high five instead of a hug, right, when they would be because that makes them feel more comfortable telling that other kid that they're not done playing or or initiating play or asking for a break or not even asking but just letting other people know I need a break right giving them that overt permission slip can be super powerful in helping them learn how to regulate their big intense feelings because now they have the words for it, right? That's the huge thing, okay? And don't forget, start teaching them those feeling words. Start teaching them that there's a rainbow of feelings out there and that we can feel a couple feelings all at once, right? We can feel nervous and excited at the same time. <laughs> um, and it's the same pathway in the brain. Um, but just starting to teach them that emo emotional vocabulary will be powerful. So I hope that this episode was helpful for you. I hope that it gave you some ideas of some things you can start to teach your little one, even if they're an infant, they're a baby, they're not yet talking yet, um, or they're older. Uh, whatever, wherever your child is, you can start teaching them these phrases to help empower them. And again, just start with modeling and start with 
uh, when you recognize that that might be what they need in that moment, you can point that out and then help them get that need met. Um, again, don't forget to check out my free discipline workshop uh, by going to themompsychologist.com forward slash workshop. It is completely free and is packed full of so much value on how do we get our child to listen to us? How do we get our child to cooperate <laughs> and actually want to cooperate? How do we connect with our children in deeper ways um, without you know having to do all the things that we hate like yelling okay uh and punishing and threatening and bribing so be sure to check out that workshop until next time i will see you on the next episode thank you so much for watching and that is all i got <laughs> bye